Hey y'all, welcome back to a, another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. We're back. It's been several days since um, our last episode. I, it's pretty wild because I'm usually a daily uh, daily podcaster in this program. We push out a lot of content. I think we had 14 episodes on last week's show here on the Chase Most Podcast last week on uh, the Blue Hour Pod Network. But um, this has been a crazy week with the holiday and other commitments. So Wednesday was just kind of the first uh, day I was able to get back into the swing of things uh, in terms of recording the show. And it's important that I don't uh, kind of just throw stuff together because, oh, I got to get stuff out. It's just been scheduled did not permit did not permit and uh that's just how it was and it took a couple days over the weekend too uh with it being a holiday weekend to kind of recharge uh, my batteries a little bit um as we head into the summer like it's amazing but we're already in june and uh, a lot of exciting stuff planned here on the chase most podcast this summer that i cannot wait to tell you guys about but uh, yeah, this is going to be a jam-packed summer and uh, needed a couple extra days so we're back in the normal routine uh three-hour program here on uh, the Wednesday, or excuse me, the Thursday, June 2nd, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. We're going to kick things off with uh, old friend, Light Years, Andy Liu. Yeah, one of the best NBA podcasts out there here on the Blue Wire Pod Network, Light Years. Um, it's just one of the best, been going for a long time. I've known Andy since his Warriors World days way back in the day. Shout out to the ESPN True Hoop Network. So, um, very excited to have Andy on because uh, when you're hearing this, the Warriors uh, face off with the Celtics in game one of the NBA Finals. So very excited to talk to Andy about uh, that series and uh, how the Warriors got back after two years away and just what it means for the Warriors to be back in the Finals. Wiggins, Pools, Future, uh, Little Hawks and how the Warriors and Hawks uh, might be doing business this summer potentially. Um, the matchup against the Celtics, uh, Dravon Green, um, just the Warriors change in likability over the year, Steve Kerr, just all kinds of great stuff with Andy. So uh, that's where we're starting on uh, hour one here on the Chase Thomas podcast, the Thursday, uh, June 2nd edition. Um, don't forget, you can check us out on YouTube. Oh yeah, all the video content you need, youtube.com, uh, type in the Chase Thomas podcast, like, subscribe, share out the videos, all that good stuff. Um, follow me on Twitter, tweet at me, Chase double underscore Thomas, like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas writer, and uh, email this very program at Chase Thomas podcast at gmail.com. Writing every day, uh, so read my sports content, uh, sports writing over at sports renaissance man, that's me, dot substack.com, sports renaissance man, dot substack.com. Type in your email, subscribe, and never miss an issue of all my written content. That would be great. And uh, yeah, all right, uh, hour one here on the Chase Most Podcast, the Thursday, June 2nd edition, coming right up with Light Years, Andy Lou, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast, the Chase Thomas Podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it, I hate it. All right, we're back here on the Chase Most Podcast, late on a Wednesday with old friend Andy Lou. the first time Andy and I have done this on video Andy, good evening, sir. How are you? You know, I can't complain. It's uh, most stressful time of the year, most uh, fun time of the year. Man, I feel like when was last, the first time we talked was like the first championship run, maybe even before that. So it's been like, dude, it's been like seven years. Have you thought about years. that with NBA Twitter and just that, like, how long we've all collectively known about each other in the same universe? Like, it's been <laughs> over a decade. 
you know, there's, <laughs> you know, there's some of us that, you know, get closer together. You, you and I have never met in person mm. and, and, you know, we may never because yeah. you're, out, you're out where you are. I'm where I am. But maybe I the think, Blue Wire headquarters one day. Yeah, we do a joint yeah, pod at right. in Vegas at one studios. Dude, I mean, that would be amazing at XS mm. or something like that. But I, I think like we've done pods together yes. for a long time. And I, I think like I did a pod with uh, this, this on the NBA beat, right? With Lauren mm. and, and Fishman and those guys. And, I, and same thing with them. It's just like, I've known them forever. I think that's mm. cool. Like that's the cool part of NBA Twitter. I think NBA Twitter now is different. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a victim to that. I, I may have started a lot of that, right? A lot of it's just jokes, trolling, kind of generally maybe not a great place to be all the time. But I remember, you know, when we first started out way, way back in the day, it was a different place. It was... Yes. It was a little, a little more nerdy, I think. Mm. It was a little more, you know, people tried really hard to do things. Mm. But I also thought it was a cool place to learn and, and meet new people and kind of have different opinions and not be slandered for it the way that, you know, I will slander someone. Like, <laughs> you can't say anything now. And again, like, I'm not saying I'm above any of that. I'm, I'm mm. part of that, right? Um, but it's cool to think, like, the evolution of, of what Twitter is now. And I think a lot of that is podcasting now, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now part of it is just you and I, you know, talking for 30 minutes and people listen to that. Like, that's that's where it is now versus back then where everything was on paper. Do a lot of your listeners even know about Peak Andy Lou? Oh, man. That's like, such Peak a Andy question. Lou is a treasure. Like, you oh, were on Steve my. Kerr's radar. You are on the Golden State PR team, media relations team radar. That was... I was in I was in trouble quite a bit. Yes. Not, not like actually in trouble, but like I was, you know, I was told by yeah Warriors PR. They tell me like, hey, who's this guy? Like this guy's a loose cannon. I was the thing is I was covering the team. I was at all the games. Is the crazy mm-hmm. part. Um, I was asking Steve for questions like stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was like pissing off people in Ohio and and you know calling people racist. I do regret some of that stuff where it's just like mm-hmm. I, I just you know I was like twenty five. I was mm-hmm. being stupid. I was drunk. And uh, so it's just like calling people racing in Ohio. It's like, I mean, like that was a little little over the line, I, I think, looking yeah. back on it. Um, but it was a fun time. And that was the peak of, in my opinion, basketball. Yeah. In the last decade or so is maybe in the last two decades was Warriors and LeBron, Warriors and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Just a vitriol. Uh, mm-hmm. that both fan bases had for each other. I think that's what sports is about. Like, you don't, you don't, you know, the Warriors and Celtics, they're gearing up here. We're going to talk about it. You know, the teams generally like each other. They don't, you know, there's, there's going to be People like no... the Warriors now, though. People yeah. just don't dislike. I don't know of anyone who really has a strong negative take about the Warriors. You, you won't so? meet many of them. Like, I don't, I don't encounter them. I literally was just on a walk uh, and ran into somebody. He asked me about the finals, like how I think it was going to go. Yeah. He's in on the Warriors. He likes the Warriors. He likes Steph. Like, it's yeah. just... It's just casual. I think everyone just likes Steph Curry. Clay's yeah. nice. Like, yeah. Draymond's funny to people now. Yeah. He's endearing at this point. And just, it's not a it's not a thing. No one has any strong animosity towards the Warriors. And I think part of it, too, was just them disappearing from the championship window for yeah. a couple of years. Like, that's helped. Kinda, it's kind of cool to... So, there's a couple ways we can go about this. I think this is fascinating. So, number one is... Is I think Twitter is just a different place from from the mm-hmm. real, real world, right? Like, I mean, even compared to like Facebook, who I, I don't even use Meta, whatever it anymore. I don't <laughs> even use that. But the mm-hmm. the reach that Twitter has is nothing compared to what Meta has. Um, right. It's weird to say. I, I just think that's more real life, right? And, and mm-hmm. I think like what you're saying is is I think is true. Like Twitter is just not real there. I also think the other piece is with the Warriors. You're right though. Like when you see a team fall down like that, the failure mm-hmm. of a team, that's that. That endears you to just humans because everyone fails. I hadn't thought about that. And now the more I think about it, the more you're right. It's different when you see the Warriors, you know, they win the first one. They they, they go 73 wins. They're cocky. They lose. People celebrate that. But then they get KD. They come back and mm-hmm. they don't lose. And now they're the greatest team of all time. And I think that's, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a level of villainy there that that if I weren't a Warriors fan, I'd probably hate that team too. Yeah, but four you, superstars. Like yeah. it's just that's gonna happen. Right. I'm not. I think that's a fascinating point. Do people like the Warriors now because of the failure that they've had the last two seasons? I mm-hmm. think that's that's a that's a great. Yeah, man. That's a that's a good. That's like a thesis statement, right? That's like a. <laughs> it's It's a fine line man because like people forget about you and like a lot of stuff happens in those two years and um i mean you even bring in andrew wiggins who people just like wiggins now because it's like oh he what this they revitalized wiggins and this former number one overall pick it didn't work out in minnesota but he he became this niche guy and bought into the golden state system and now he's gonna guard jason tatum in the biggest series of his life like that is a cool story kevon looney who doesn't like watching Kevon Looney move around? Like, it's just when you look at it, I I think the only person I've had a conversation with who I think he probably rubs some people the wrong way is Jordan Poole. Like, it's probably just Poole. Well, because he's like a young Steph Curry. Yes. Because he's because he's like cocky and, mm-hmm. and he yells a lot. He shimmies. Yes. Um, and so like with young Steph, you know, people love him and mm-hmm. then people kind of start, which is which is every start. It's not not just mm-hmm. Steph Curry. People just tend to hate. Uh, or hate's a strong word, but t- people tend to. There's a backlash to to guys like that. Yeah, I yeah. think Jordan Poole. That's, that's the type. But you're right. I mean, the, what the old vets with Draymond, like we know the show. We, we mm-hmm. know the show with Draymond now. Clay Thompson. Everybody loved Clay Thompson. Nobody out there dislikes Clay Thompson. The, the injury story with Clay is so cool. Yes. Like I, I literally think I teared up at the end of. But I am a crier, so I cry a lot. So this, this is not this is this is very normal for me. Um, but do the light years pod people know this? Uh, does don't. Sam know this? Sam does. He knows I'm okay. a sad boy, big sad boy guy, okay. big millennium guy. Um, <laughs> so so you know, but with Clay coming back and they interview him after the Western Conference Finals, and Clay about to cry, like yeah, it's almost like a storybook season. Um, I sh- I'm not going to say win or lose. They win it. It's a storybook season. They I lose. think it is either way. I would you push back. So? I would say it is. Just wow. like them like them going from no playoffs to back in the finals. Like, that's insane. Like, that just doesn't really happen. Like, it just never feels like when when you think of dynasties over or the moments past for them to just get through. Because remember, before, if you go back and check the receipts, I'm sure you guys have checked these out. Like, everyone was poking holes or like the Warriors. I think they can be gotten the first round. Like, I don't, right, I don't right. trust the Warriors late in the season here. I don't think that they're going to be able to stay healthy. I don't think Clay's playing well enough down the stretch here. I don't think they're going to be able to do this. No Wiseman, like James Wiseman just hasn't been around. They kept that lottery pick and have gotten nothing not from James Wiseman. Not nothing. Enough, yeah. And you think about that and you're like, man, like it's kind of amazing that they were able to get back. And it's also like, they did such a great job of bringing these role guys, like the Gary Payton finds, the Otto Porter, who's just turned into such a great four or five guy. Like they just nailed everything. Where you're like, I think a lot of people just appreciate how difficult it is to get back once you leave. So it's just usually it doesn't come back. Like the Spurs just left and they never came back, and they will not come back for a long time. Yeah. And part of that's quietly leaving, but it's also just that like staying atop the nba and atop any major sport well, for that long is so difficult but once it's over it's usually over you don't I, just bounce back i think the spurs are a curious one because i, I the warriors like to compare themselves to the spurs mm. and, and i think th- it is a little bit similar but I, I think the warriors have a little bit of a higher ceiling than those spurs mm-hmm. what did they win like four in 15 years yeah what was, what was the number like just but it was a, it was long it was a long time so my thing yeah. would be like i don't know the warriors like hmm like six finals maybe they win one i would say they win one in the next three years right uh maybe you could say two that's a lot right that's a lot of titles well see i think they missed it it because if they were going to do that wiseman has to be like the heir to steph right like when the spurs 
fell into Kawhi from Duncan, they had that natural. They're like, oh, we lucked out. We got someone to re- immediately repra- replace him. And they had that with David Robinson to Duncan. The so Duncan, they had yeah. that immediate like franchise cornerstone replacement. I don't think Golden State has that immediate franchise replacement. And that what was supposed to be Wiseman. Definitely not Wiseman. Yeah. And I hear you because he was actually – he's the number two pick. I think people forget yeah. he's the number two pick. Which exactly. Is, which is crazy. Um, but what if I told you it was Jordan Poole and Kaminga? Like what have I what have I told you? Are we sure Jordan men? Poole's on this roster next year? <laughs> he he is technically because he's still on the roster, but he can get extended uh, right now, like after the season. He can get I mean, he my can pick, get the rookie rookie extension. I still think the Hawks are in just like the team that I uh, oh hear Shout out to Doc Rivers, yeah, Travis Schlenk, as back. you know, former assistant GM, longtime Golden State guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of Warriors their... ties in Atlanta. Yes. By the way, they're hiring a bunch of Warriors people. Exactly. Off the record. And I think I, I just my gut like people were talking about like I think they've thrown out like Ben Simmons and all these different people of like who the Hawks will bring in and target. Um, I think Zach Levine was one. It's like none of those guys are coming to Atlanta. None of that's going to happen if they make a move and they shake things up a little bit. What happens is if the Warriors won it all and they're like, OK, we've got another ring. These guys are all too expensive. We drafted Moses Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman for a reason. Pool's got to go. Like, Poole, we cannot afford to pay him because he cannot be one of our three with Steph, Clay, and Draymond and this group. And then you sign and trade Poole and or Wiggins to Atlanta. Like, I, my gut instinct is either Wiggins or Poole is an Atlanta Hawk next year. That That's would, my gut. That would be – next year is tough. See, like, both guys, they technically don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, they, they are technically still – But if you're contract. able to get, like, John Collins or DeAndre Hunter, like, a cheaper option now – and because DeAndre's locked in and John Collins is locked in, you just find that person to – I would not be surprised Hunter if that's might where be they a go. Better fit. I, 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 if they had, see, the thing is, if they win a championship, I yeah. can almost guarantee you they re-sign both guys. It's sick. Interesting. Like the amount of taxes that they'll pay. Like, it's not my fucking money. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> to me. But I just think Joe Lakeup just doesn't care. As long yeah. as they win, as long as they win, I think they pay both guys. Now, the sick part of it, really, not sick, but the part that really they can't control is Jordan Poole's mentality. I think Wiggins, yeah. would, I think Wiggins would sign for like $20 million. He'll probably He could probably get 25 so easy. Like it's yeah. just, He's a young wing that's after next. He's still young. He's going to be like 27, 28 after next season. Like it's not a, he'll, he'll get 25 easy. The thing with Jordan Poole, even if the Warriors want to pay him that amount of money, Jordan Poole might just be like, look, I'm 23 years old after next mm. season. If I get to go to Atlanta... Look, I'm not going to be the number one guy. Me and Trey aren't guarding anyone, but I'm going to average 20, together. Yeah. right? And we're playing 25. I'm scoring 25 points a game, mm-hmm. and I get to play 35 minutes a game yes. every game, and I got my title. Like, I'm good. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be just become that guy in Atlanta or, or wherever else. Like, I could see that being realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, then I don't know, right? Then I don't know because it's a hard sell to a young kid like that who's got a lot of confidence mm-hmm. that says – Dude, I could average 25 points at the NBA, and I deserve the max contract, which, you know, you can argue, but a lot of NBA players get max contracts. The Hawks would do that, though. It's on Jordan Poole, man. Like, I yeah. can see Jordan Poole saying, like, hey, I'm out of here. And mm-hmm. I can I can see the Warriors maybe saying, like, no, but this is, this is not the NFL, right? Like, with the yeah. NBA, generally, the players get what they want. I don't know. But on, this, on the other side, it's like, well, Clay's getting older. Steph's getting, you know, like I prefer not to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the key here is, is like Kaminga because I, I think like mm-hmm. here, here's what I think. I think the Warriors they win the title. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Andy Lou thinks the Warriors are going to win the title. Yeah. Uh, I think they I resign both guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because you're smart. Uh, they re-signed both guys, and uh, and then they they hope that I think Moody's going to be a good role guy regardless. Like mm-hmm. he's just going to be a good role player. It, it's it, the swing is Kaminga. I think Wiseman's done. I just he's not good, man. He's got yeah. no feel for the game. Let's not talk about him. Kaminga's the guy. Like mm-hmm. is he is that guy going to be a role player like Moody? Maybe like a supercharged role player. Is he going to be like a Tobias Harris type who's like maybe he'll get numbers but never win, actually plays winning basketball? Or is he going to be like? Is he going to be like Pascal Siakam, who I hmm. think like that's a comp. Like if he's Pascal Siakam, this team is going to win another championship. Yeah, they're going to keep going. This thing's yeah. going to keep moving. Yeah. It's funny though, too, with Wiseman. I think about this is sometimes people forget like the addition by subtraction where if you go ball in that spot and LaMelo ball with this group is fun to think about. And I still think about that where I'm like, if they had just not overthought it and just took LaMelo and just thrown him in there with Steph and company, like it would not be a problem. They would have been really good. I, I just have a hard time believing they would have not all figured it out. But that would be interesting. That's an interesting hypothetical because I don't know yeah. how you play Lamelo with Pool and just that's not. Well, a Pool's def- probably out in this scenario. Pool's not going to be who he is now if you go Lamelo Ball and not Wiseman there. I, that's a that's a really interesting hypothetical. Um, either way, I think here's the thing about Wiseman. The secret yeah. about the dirty little secret about Wiseman is even if he was healthy, he wouldn't he wouldn't be contributing to winning minutes. Like let's be honest, and that's but that helps Wiseman. you guys, right? Because Kevon Looney, being oh, as good 100%. as he is, and 100%. like it opened up other opportunities for other guys to step up, like yeah. Otto Porter playing some five. Like it's just different dudes have been able to find yeah. their way into those spots and have been better. So Kerr hasn't had to like kind of figure out, do I need to throw in the number two pick and try yeah. and just they, get him? They would have in the yeah. regular season, but like right now, no, no way, man. Like mm. Moses Moody, I wouldn't even play Kaminga in this series. Like I'd rather mm. play Moses Moody uh, because that's just, that's just a guy that's, that's an NBA player. Like, Kaminga, yes, he'll be an NBA player, but I don't yeah. know if he'll be a winning player. Uh, Moses Moody, I really feel like like that's a winning player. For the next so you're sure, more sure about Moses than you are Kaminga. Yeah. yeah I mean, Kaminga, the ceiling's way higher. Like, yeah. Like, to be honest. But like, it is, like, that's how basketball is, right? Sometimes you have a guy that's, um, that just might not contribute to winning basketball, but he's just going to get numbers. Like, the yeah. NBA is littered with those guys. I mean, that's Trey Young. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, hold but, on. <laughs> hold on. Hold Moses, on. But Moses Moody. The I man went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, yeah, that yeah. that discussion's over. Like, when all that – like, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I will say the thing about Trey, the best thing that happened to Atlanta this summer is that Trey struggled in the Miami series. Like, if Trey had balled out and they still went down the way they did and Trey did not get shut down by this Miami team – and he was going 30 and 7, 35 and 7. He's like going scorched earth this right. summer where he's right. like, okay, we're trading everybody. Like everyone's gone or I'm gone. Like you're getting Bradley Beal next week or I'm out. But because it was like a collective just stuffed by uh by Miami that I don't know, it feels like the vibes are better and like hey there's a learning curve for all of us and we've all got to get better i I hope so i I think there's a comparison not not just because those guys were traded for each other essentially between trey and luca but you can Mm -hmm. see and they're and they're young and they're young and i think steph learned this lesson in 2016 so the year after you won a title it's how much do you give a shit about playing defense Mm -hmm. um and and we saw luca who had averaged you know 86 points in the western conference finals but i thought he wasn't (laughs) i honestly i thought he wasn't great like Mm -hmm. he wasn't and a lot of this is is you can't play winning championship basketball if you don't care about defense. And we, and we saw Steph get attacked. And now, you know, I always say that his knee wasn't healthy. But he got attacked and got in foul trouble, and it ruined his game in those 2016 mm-hmm. finals. And now look at him. Like, he is a really good defender. People still, like, 
people still think he's he's, he's also a lot bigger than done. Trey. Like that's the thing about Steph and Trey when they make those comps. Like Steph is a lot bigger than Trey, which Young. is crazy because yes. you know, Steph is pretty tough. But Steph also put on a bunch of muscle, and mm. a lot of it is just like how much do you? Steph's what six three? Yeah, six, six, yeah. Two, Trey's six, barely six feet. Really, that's crazy. Um, but like even like look at yeah. Luca. He he's a big boy. The mm. problem is he's a big boy. Like <laughs> the dude. Like I, uh, he's an NBA player with a double chin. Like what are we? Like dude. Well, hold fat. on. The thing about Luca though too, and Luca and Trey. Is their usage is crazy? Like I, Insane. I've always been more lenient on guys being bad defenders when their usage is like forty-two percent, where it's like they're asking you to carry everything on every offensive possession. But and they be- want to do that, though. Yeah, that's true. I think in Lucas' case, he had to do it more so than Trey. Like, there's actually a lot more talent, and like DeAndre Hunter should have gotten more looks, yeah, like and you Hunter. have. You have more talent around him. It was more in Dallas. It's like, here's a guy who can catch and shoot. Here's another guy who can catch and shoot. Yeah. Here's another I guy mean, who can catch and shoot. And then they Jalen Brunson. They built it that way, right? They, yeah. yeah, Brunson. But they built it that way. And that, that's part of like, how far does that take you? Because mm-hmm. unless you're LeBron James, who is a top two NBA player of all time, yeah, that type of basketball is not, is, I think, not going to win you a championship. Um, because like you said, like if you're going to have that much, that high of usage, you can't play defense. If you can't play defense, you're done. And if right. you're going to try to play, you could try to play two ways. You're going to break down, right? Like Chris Paul in Houston, like James Harden, who just breaks he's like James Harden's done. Like his body is finished because he's mm-hmm. fat. He's always out of shape. He doesn't care about anything. That's just not a winner. Now I'm not saying that's Luca and Trey. I'm just saying like they're young. I mean, they got to yeah. figure that stuff out. I, I felt like Steph figured that out. Just like for him, it's, it's harder, right? For those guys, because Steph had, they're so tiny. They got. They got to figure. You can't just be like Jason Tatum, yeah. who's who's six eight, six nine, and you can just. You, as long as you try on defense, you'll be fine. But it was also <laughs> like, like a different culture where it's like we have Jalen and we have this team oriented right. basketball, and like that's what Brad Stevens incorporated, and that's what he grew up in, and that's what Ime is doing. So yeah. it's a little bit different when Houston's yeah. just handing you the keys, and Atlanta's handing you the keys, yeah. and Dallas is handing you the keys, and. Yeah. If you're a superstar, like it gets you paid. You go, yeah, that's true. you make it all NBA teams. You do really well. Like Trey just got a bonus. He made 13 all NBA this year. Like high usage guys who score a lot of points and carry offenses. I mean, it just works. It's a good formula. Like, will it eventually win a championship? No. But I also just don't think a lot of guys, I don't think a lot of teams have right. the rosters right now to do that. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't think there's enough guys to go around. So some teams just look at it as like, hey, we have one guy who we know can carry a crazy usage and we can outscore a lot of teams during the regular season. Will they probably burn out, which is what happened with James Harden so many times where it's just he was asked to do so much during the regular season to gobble up those wins that he just burned out. Like basketball is just so hard and it's so yeah. fast. There's so many more possessions than it was just 20 years yeah. ago that like, yeah. I don't know. I, I get, I'm a lot more, uh, I, I just, I don't think everyone can play the same way, and I don't think the team basketball will lead to a lot of wins. So I think a lot of teams are just like we have to kind of do pick and pick and roll, pick and roll to death. Our guy is just going to keep attacking, attacking, attacking because that's all yeah. we it's all we have. I mean, like it's it's. I mean, we talk about the Warriors the way yeah. that they play, right? It's just you can do that because you have Steph and Clay, and then you mm-hmm. have Draymond, who's a great passer, and also it t- it takes amount of I think uh, personal sacrifice to, mm-hmm. to do that. Like Draymond, I mean, he cares, but like he's not he's almost detrimental to the offense because he doesn't care enough about scoring. Mm. Right. And he's, he's too much on the other side. And a lot of these guys are made men like Steph and Claire made men win or lose this finals. Like they're made men. Like this doesn't define them. Um, it'll make them better. It'll make them more legendary uh, mm. if they win these finals, but it doesn't, it doesn't define who they are. These guys are three time champions and, 
and uh, it would be a lot cooler if they did. And I think that makes life a lot easier. And I think that you know to talk about these Warriors this postseason. I mean, w- w- like, why did Jordan Poole come off the bench? Why don't we see him whine? Why don't we see him whine? Because mm. he did in the regular season. He came off the bench for Clay, and and he was bitching and moaning. And he didn't want to play basketball. Um, but in the postseason, he went off. The, he came off the bench because Steph did. Steph came off the bench for five games in the mm. postseason. And if Steph's doing that, like Jordan Poole, you're not half. Like you don't have ten percent of Steph's career. Like you don't get to bitch, right? Mm. So, but that's hard, right? No, like nobody's following James Harden. Like nobody gives a shit about James Harden. That's not a leader, right? And, and like Luca, Trey, I don't know. I don't. The know. Andy takes. I'd forgotten yeah. about the Andy Lou takes. Yeah. yeah. So. So you know, we'll see. Well, it'll uh, it'll be a. I'm stressed about the finals. I'll tell you that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stressed about the finals. Has Dre dropped it all this season? Like, has, how much has he changed for folks that like the last two years and what the Warriors were and their injuries? Like, for a lot of folks who tune in to the Warriors in this NBA Finals, who are casuals and have not watched the Warriors that up close since the Cavs. Uh, rivalry has how much has he dropped what's gonna be the biggest thing that stands out that's different about this current iteration of draymond draymond interesting i think nothing okay i honestly i think nothing um the warriors are the best that they've ever been this season so you can you know it's corny but they are peaking at the right time mm. uh before this postseason they the the core three guys played mm. 11 minutes with each other 11 minutes with each other so these this this the first three rounds of the postseason Mm. is the first time this team has actually played together and they're playing the best basketball. That. And you can argue, is that because they played a shitty Mavs team? I, I tell you that Mavs team beat fucking fraud Chris Paul, right, mm. uh, on this side. So it's like, well, you know, you can argue a lot of different things, but fact is they're playing the best basketball that they have right now. And a lot of that is Draymond. Now, I would say teams are getting better at going mm. up against Draymond. And so Draymond's still doing the same stuff in terms of He's passing the ball a little bit. He's, I mean, too much, right? So he's trying to squeeze pass into the other side. His finishing is still, like, not great. But if he's trying to shoot the ball, it generally bodes well for the Warriors. He, If he makes a three, you lost the game. It's classic, a rule, mm. a Warriors rule. If he makes a three, you lost the basketball game. doesn't matter if it's the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Um, so he's about the same guy. Now, if you compare him to 2016 Draymond, which is, you know, the 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 you know the famed mm. uh, nut-kicking Draymond, like, no, he's not even close to that. That guy was averaging, like, 20 points a game on, like, 38% free three-point shooting, right? So it's mostly just offense. The defense is the same. Uh, yes, the defense is the same. Um, he had a pretty scary back injury in the middle of the season mm-hmm. that caused him to miss, like, 30 games. Yeah. Uh, crazy part about this Warriors team is they've never been healthy uh, this mm-hmm. season until now, so... Um, yeah, he's about the same. And I think defensively, he's going to be the guy. I think a lot of people are talking about how great the Celtics defense is and they're calling it generational and how the Warriors are going to score. Yeah, sure, fine. But at the same time, like, I don't know how the Celtics are going to score against yeah. the Warriors. I, I just, you watch that offense? It's a joke. It's dribble, dribble, dribble with guys that can't dribble. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, I love Jason Tatum. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want I want him more than Luka. But it's like the guy dribbling, you don't want that to happen. Like Jalen Brown, it's, oh my God. So you're not worried uh, about uh, White and uh, Smart on Steph at all? Uh, yeah, wait till you watch. Yeah, yeah. Derek White going one-on-one against Steph. I'll take that any day. Right? Okay. I, I think they'll try to go Tatum, like switch off on Tatum against Steph. But it's like, mm. 
Like we saw, we saw Steph against Jalen Brunson. He was fine. We saw Steph against Luka. He was fine. Like he'll get blown by. He'll get run over a little bit, but more often than not, he'll be fine. The problem is if they hunt Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is atrocious defensively. Yeah, it's just, just what happens when you're 22 years old. But I, I have a hard time seeing how the Celtics score against the Warriors. On the same token, like the Warriors are going to struggle to score against the Celtics. It's going to be a rock fight. A lot of this series. Um, it's going to be like 99, same as the Heat, right? Like 99, 95, yeah. maybe low 100s. I don't think it gets to 110. What's the right? best matchup? For the Warriors? Yeah. What do you think they should exploit? What do you think? What do you look at it and you're like, okay, this is, they, the Celtics can't do anything with this. I actually I actually think the, uh, so Robert Williams, I think, is hurt. I don't mm. think he's healthy, which is, I don't know if it's a game changer. Like, I don't mm. Warriors. Speaking of, is Peyton playing? Is he yeah, good? I think he's got to play. He's, okay. So the Warriors, like, as healthy as they have ever been. I think GP2 plays, auto plays. I think Andre might even play, who's 58 huh. years old. Um, I think the, best, the, the, the biggest part of this is just, I think the Celtics haven't played an offense like this hmm. extended amount of times. Like, yes, we can talk about how the off-ball movement, the motion offense, you can zero in on certain guys. You refuse to put the Steph- ball in Steph's hands. Like, things get tough for that offense, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that's still tough for the Celtics. And I think the Celtics get exhausted by the time game three, game four comes around. Uh, this is not going to be a four-game series, right? It's not going to be a yeah. five-game series. I think it goes six games. And I think by the time game four comes around, I think Boston's just, they're just, it reminds me a little bit of the Warriors in 2016 where the Warriors were just so tired. By mm. the time the end of that series came around, they had nothing left. And the Warriors were the same, like they were the, the same injuries that, uh, that uh, that Boston has. Marcus mm. Smart's not healthy, even though he's playing. Robert Williams is not healthy, even if he's going to play. Jason Tatum is, they say he's not healthy, right? So it's like, how, mu- how much longer can this Boston team play, especially against a Warriors team that's not, they're not doing the bullshit Trey Young, Luka Harden mm. uh, offense where it's pound, 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 pound. And so all, all the guys do on Boston is just stand around and wait, right? It's, dude, Steph and Clay are running around all mm. game long. And they're not going to stop. Same with Jordan Poole. Same with all those guys. So, yeah. I mean, I can see Boston winning one, game one. I can see them winning game two, one and one. But I think by the time game four comes around, man, like, I, I just think, even though the Warriors are the older team, I just think the way that the Warriors pay, play are just going to be too exhausting for Boston. I don't think people think about that stuff because nobody gives a sh- Nobody cares about that. Nobody, nobody thinks of it that way. But that's Steve Kerr's main thing, always, every series. Interesting. Has he gotten better? You're pretty hard on Steve Kerr. Back in the the prime Warriors years, do you think uh, he's what? Do you think he's improved? Do you think he's changed as a coach? Yeah, I love me some Steve, man. That's my guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I would say, I would say that they got they brought in a bunch of really good coaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve Kerr got better. Steve Kerr is actually doing the best coaching job that he's ever done this postseason. Hmm. Uh, this postseason. Now, his best yeah. coaching job ever was his first season because he brought in an offensive de- defensive scheme that took over the NBA, changed the entire NBA for mm-hmm. the next decade, right? So he did that, and that will never be forgotten. That's number one always. But this postseason, you can see the type of adjustments that he's making pregame. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to play to win the game in game one tomorrow. Like, I can mm-hmm. see them, like, making different adjustments in-game. Like, the way they guarded Luka by springing doubles, hard hedges, traps, and then, like, ISOs, putting Looney on them. All that stuff has never been done with the Warriors before. Now, all they used to do is just, hey, we're just going to roll out our guys, and we're just going to play with our team, but we're never going to switch anything up. We're that good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that theory was always right. They were that good. So there's no reason to change your core principles. Right now, their core principle is to attack what we think is the weakest thing that you have. They're running more pick and roll. They're attacking guys like Luka. And defensively, they're selling all out to stop Luka. And they're, they're giving guys like Dorian Finnesmith and Kleba and all those guys threes when they're tired. It's People are like, oh, my God, the Mavs didn't make threes. Yeah, no shit. 
They're mm. fucking exhausted, and they're the only guys that are shooting it. They're funneling it that way. So, like, what do you expect? So, um, yeah, he's doing the best job he's ever done, man. I, I, I just, I think, I think part of that is like he's just got great coaches on his staff, and part of that he's willing to change who he's been. Is Wiggins as good on ball as people say? Every broadcast. Has he been that all year? Is Wiggins just an elite on-ball defender? I don't know if, he, I don't know if he's elite. GP2's elite. Okay. Um, GP2's better. Do you think um, he starts? No. Uh, Looney's going to start because uh, um, Boston's relatively big. Like mm. Boston's going to start Horford and, and Rob, so like they'll probably go with Draymond and, and Looney. Um, but GP gets run even with yeah, like he's going to uh, play. Yeah, he's going to he's going to rip Jalen Brown and Tatum like two times a game. So you think he's going to um, go on Jalen? Yeah, either of those, either of those guys, yeah. either of those guys, wh- whomever. Um, Wiggins, though, back to your question, I think he's been good defensively. Mm. Uh, he's a little bit like Clay in, back in Clay's heyday, where he's like he's mm. very smart defensively uh, on the ball. He's he he understands the scouting report. You can tell he's also he's always forcing people the right way. He's very quick on his feet, like Clay was, uh, long and big and able to keep up with ones. Like that's a very rare quality. Mm. Um, so I would say like all of that underrated off balls. You know, he's kind of whatever but that's what clay was too uh but i i think yeah i think wiggins when they first brought him in that first season they they were saying that he was great defensively that was unlocking it and like that's their thing right like the warriors do is they unlock defense like it just people don't think about that because when you think of the warriors you're thinking steph and clay and 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 those guys you're thinking of all the threes and all the flashy stuff but the warriors are a great defensive team man um that's that's how they're that's how they're gonna win this series so how many games your prediction let's end it here yeah, I would say six. I would. I, I think Boston wins game two, either game one or game mm-hmm. two. I think the Warriors go back, they steal game three, so they're up 2-1. Then they get blown out game four because Boston hits a bunch of threes, which they do. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart hits like six of them for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Boston tires out. The Warriors win game five. They win, they win it probably going away. They go back to Boston up 3-2, and they close it out in a close one. Um, and, I, and I think that's... I think that's how the series goes. I'm, I'm relatively confident that the Warriors win the series... Um, but I, I, I this, look, are they the betting favorite? They are the betting favorite. Okay. They're like minus 140. So it's okay. not, not massive, maybe 150. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird, the, it's weird because the analytics say that, uh, that Boston's like an 80% favorite, which I think is hilarious, which tells mm. me that like, it's not an analytics issue. It's just your formula's wrong. Probably <laughs> you might want to check that formula. Like that Excel spreadsheet might have the wrong combos in place. Mm-hmm. Like 80%. Like, hey, look, if you pick Boston to win in six or seven, like I'm with you, like I ain't gonna get mad at you. Well, you're not with you. Yeah, yeah, but you understand. I don't, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. But yeah, you know. But if you do that, but mm. it's like, dude, Boston in four and five. Like, has Steph ever lost this? Has Steph in this core three guys ever lost a series in five games? No. Have they lost a series in huh. six? Yes. Yeah, they never. They lost a series in six. Uh, a couple times they lost to to the Spurs way back in the day. To in six, Steph got hurt. Yeah. They lost to the Clippers by seven because uh, Draymond Green wasn't really playing back then. They lost to the Cavs obviously by seven. And they lost to Toronto by six, and that that series was a joke, right? Like mm. they lost by six because guys guys were literally dying on the floor. So it's like I don't know how you make that argument that Boston beats them in five. Um, six is even tough. Like I think if Boston wins, it's in seven. Hmm. Problem with Boston is like, dude, we both watched Miami steal almost steal Game Seven. Like that was one of the nastiest collapses that I've. I, I was. I don't know if I was rooting for it because mm. I, I was like, damn. Like I, I think if that happens, I mean, dude, you might as well just trade the team. Like I don't know how you come back from that. But I, I think there's going to be a bunch of close games this series. Like maybe three or four of them. I think the Warriors win three two or three of them and i think that's probably the decider of the series the, the warriors are i know we're kind of ending here but i just yeah. want to make another point like the warriors are especially steph 
Mm. They're they're playing a different style of basketball than before. You, you just rarely ever see this team do kill shots anymore. Is what what I mm. call them. They, they don't have the twenty to four run, twenty to six run anymore. I, I just don't think they have that in in them. They don't really try to do that because I think they understand that winning these games is not about killing a team in a four minute stretch. You can, but I think Steph understands now. Like that's not how you win. I think Steph's been snake bitten by that a little bit and by that you know infamous Steph Curry against Kevin Love which is like dude just take it to the hole you'll be fine right Steph right now he's not shooting that three mm. and we're, we're seeing it he's not shooting that three he's taking it to the hole every single time we saw it against Jokic we saw it against Jaron Jackson we saw it against Luka so I think this is just a much more mature Warriors team they just don't really make as many mistakes anymore especially in crunch time so they they should win this series um, against a, a more tired, inexperienced Boston team. So um, I think that's where I'm at with this series. Okay, I like it. Who's your finals MVP? Oh, come on. Look, here's the thing about the finals MVP. A lot of talk this week about Andre Iguodala winning oh, finals MVP. There was God, a lot had, of conversation. I had a friend of the show, Nick Wright, on the podcast, who, mm-hmm. who, who took my side, by the way. So just okay. have, that, have that known because he's not an idiot. Um, here's the thing about finals MVP, man. Mm-hmm. If Steph plays average basketball Mm. and i think he's gonna play above average basketball but he plays average basketball and the Mm. warriors win there is not a soul that's going unless clay averaged 35 points a game there is not a soul that's gonna vote anyone other than steph curry for finals mvp Uh, a couple Mm. reasons a couple reasons part of it is they know they fucked up in 2015 Mm. you know ballots are also public So if Warriors Twitter finds out that one of these clowns votes for Andrew Wiggins instead of Steph Curry, the backlash that they will get, it's going to be hard to sleep at night. Mm. Uh, So I think that's one of the reasons. It's it's, it's, These are public, man. And I think... I think there was some talk around Andrew Wiggins winning the final uh, Western Conference Finals MVP. By the way, what a Western Conference Finals? What are we doing here? Um, and it unanimously came went for Steph, which mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised by because Steph had a pretty bad game five for for him. Right, his bad his bad game is basically Chris Paul's best game. So he averaged mm-hmm. like twelve assists, which is hilarious. Um, I just think that I just think that Steph's getting it no matter what. It, it, Steph's career reminds me of Kobe. Um, it hmm. really does, and and Kobe. Won his first Finals MVP, not just because of Finals MVP. Kobe won it without Shaq. Uh, Steph won a title already before KD. Now I think he's going to win one after KD. But it just reminds me of you know Kobe got a lot of criticism when he was playing. Steph mm-hmm. got you know hit a lot of criticism throughout his time. A lot of just kind of because people know like you talk about Kobe, you talk about Steph, it's going to generate clicks, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's similar. Uh, Kobe won two more, right? He won two more after um, after Shaq, and I think. I think that's what that's what Curry's probably going to end up with, man. I think he ends up with two more, uh, including this one. So I think their careers mirror each other a little bit, and I think their careers will stand the test of time 20 years from now, like Kobe says. There you go. There you go. Andy Lou, Light Years Pod, anything uh, you'd like to play as we wrap up here this evening? No, man, just the Light Years Pod. I appreciate you, brother. Let's uh, let's let's get us back on every, what do we do, like every three, four, six months? Let's yeah. run it back. We'll run it back, man. Let's do it. Andy Lou, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, that'll do it for hour one here on the Thursday, June 2nd, 2022 edition of the Chase Must Podcast. Thank you again to Light Years Andy Lou for coming on uh, part one, hour one of the Chase Must Podcast. Uh, it was great having Andy back here on the show. Go subscribe and keep up with Light Years, especially right now 
with uh, Golden State being in the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. So very great to uh, talk with Andy and very uh, appreciative of Andy uh, setting aside some time to come on this very program. So shout out to Andy and the good uh, crew over there and also the Blue Wire Pod Network. Yeah, it's a great family. Uh, go check out all the great Blue Wire Pod shows all across the network. Um, it's rapidly growing, just all kinds of great content all across the board. So go do that. Uh, if you enjoyed Andy and I's conversation, make sure you hit that pause button and you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already and you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you subscribe uh, to the podcast on your uh, preferred podcast player. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com, type in the Chase Most Podcast. Subscribe, like all of our videos. That would be great as well. And uh, yeah, read me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. And uh, hour two coming up in just one second with uh, John Taylor of Fangraphs.com to talk all things Major League Baseball. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.